0: DJPK, it's 97.5 at 1280 the zone. Time to welcome in Frank Dolce, the former Utah quarterback, now a Utah football insider. You hear him on all the shows all week long talking all things Utes. Frank, good morning.
1: Good morning, guys. Hope you're doing well.
0: We are doing well. We hope you are doing well, too. You know who's doing well? The Utes. Yeah. Two straight wins. Which makes that whole Washington loss kind of a woulda, coulda, show that, But that was a learning thing. The kids you tell that they just had to learn how to win. If you're a Ute fan, that's easy to talk yourself into. That's low-hanging fruit there. Do you expect this streak to continue against Washington State? And if not, why?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think this is a good matchup. I think this is a good matchup for Utah. And uh, the, the way that they've performed the last couple weeks, uh, leads me to believe that they're headed down the the right path, um, especially in terms of of things like n- not committing dumb mistakes. I mean, there were very very few penalties in that game. I think Utah maybe only had one in that game. I don't think they game. had any. Yeah, so it was it was you know pretty clean game. Uh, they they didn't turn the ball over. It was interesting because the way the game played out, if it if it goes the opposite way, even if Utah wins, uh, maybe we're talking about it differently, but, but Utah was kind of okay in the first half, and they really took over the game in the second half and dominated in the second half, and so we go out of that game feeling pretty good about how how Utah performed. And so if they can build on that, then I think they can manage – uh, Washington State and come out with you know three straight wins and and maybe maybe a winning record uh, on the year.
2: So after the game, I get on the Zoom call and listen to Kyle. And I don't tweet a whole lot, but I tend to tweet the most during games, and I get a lot of response during the games. And I had a bunch of stuff of people saying bench Bentley, basically in a nutshell. And afterward, Kyle says that Andy Ludwig gave Bentley a stern talking to at halftime and he said that he told Ludwig told Bentley to play with confidence and clearly the second half that's a very small sample but in that second half was the best ball he's played as a ute as a quarterback yourself what does it mean when you're hearing play with confidence and how do you think that made such a significant difference because he was so much better in the second half? I think that is the piece of his game that
1: has been missing, is taking over the reins, being a leader, you know, kind of, kind of in a sense, not, not really, but kind of in a sense, feeling like he's putting the team on his back and, and he's going to take them down the field. And, you know, his success is the team's success and all of that all that stuff. So as I've watched him the the past several weeks, I've, I, I, I've said that I think he has the tools and I still believe that, like, I think he can make all the throws and his arm strength is good enough. And I I really like his athleticism that has probably been, you know, a pleasant surprise to lots of people is his ability to go pick up a first down with his legs. Um, And he's made some bad throws and he's made some bad reads and you know, that, that just that just happens but he'd seem more talented than than doing that regularly so for him to finally take that next step is really meaningful because it just it makes everything easier the game slows down a little bit and you know people all are uh, you know look a lot more open and you can fit things in windows that you didn't feel like you could before and just just playing with that uh, that kind of confidence is really meaningful i I do have to say that not only, was it, not only was it Bentley that stepped up, but, you know, his offensive line finally kind of took control of the game as well. And so, you know, if your running game is going well, and it was, and your offensive line is winning at the line of scrimmage, then your job as a quarterback becomes significantly easier, significantly less difficult. Um, because all of a sudden, when you have a half a second or a second more to look downfield and throw a ball and step into the pocket and step into your throw, it's it's meaningful. And it clearly it showed uh, on on Saturday afternoon the way that the way that he performed.
0: I think the thing that I've come to understand watching him and now knowing I may only watch him play one or two more games, so, but yeah. I, but I think it speaks to a lot of quarterbacks though, and it's what you just said. When things are going well, he fits in and he can play his part. But I. Don't think he's the kind of quarterback who elevates the whole team, who puts everyone on the shoulders, any other cliche you want. Um, Pekin, I were texting back and forth during the game. You know, we put a lot of stock in the fact that he had 30 whatever starts in the SEC. And I, I think it's 33 because I think his record was like 19 and 14 as a starter. And he was one in eight against teams that were ranked. So when his team they're playing better teams, his team's a little overmatched. The throwing windows are smaller. The pocket isn't as clean. All those things, stuff goes wrong, and they end up losing the game. Uh, but if it's a pretty even matchup, or if they've got the better team, you know he's going to win three out of four of those games. So, but I guess that's probably true of a lot of quarterbacks, isn't it? Isn't doesn't he fit in a group that 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 wouldn't be a very select group? I'm talking about.
1: No, I think that I I think that happens pretty regularly the you know the rarity is uh, are the guys that can can take a team when things aren't going well on some sort of regular basis and and make everybody better and so like you know the guys that 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 do that uh today um you know kind of your 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 russell wilson type of guys who's who's done that with with teams that haven't always had the most talent. I think Ben Roethlisberger kind of falls into that category. He just he just has the ability to to put his team on his shoulders and and take them. I it's uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because I don't know where I fit Aaron Rodgers in that in that group. If he's the guy that if he's a guy that puts his team on shoulders and makes everybody better or or if he's just way better when his team is better, I don't know. I he's, he's maybe the most talented quarterback in the NFL, and that probably still applies. But I'm, it's funny about Aaron Rodgers. Anyway, with with Jake Bentley, we certainly haven't seen him do that, and so he's taken the the step of playing with confidence. We saw that in the second half against Colorado. So so now the next step would be if things aren't going well for Utah against Washington State does Bentley step up and make a few plays, you know, under duress, in diff- under difficult circumstances? And, and uh, you know, if, if he can do that, then, you know, that that's significant. That would be telling. He just I, – I don't disagree with you. He, does, he, he hasn't shown that ability to this point. Um, still, I, I think that he is a guy that – well, I was going to say, he could win a lot of games for Utah. We don't know how long his career is going to last with Utah, but he can certainly win another game for, for Utah <laughs> um, in, a, in a couple of days uh, if he plays the way that he, and he pro- performs the way he did, especially in the second half against Colorado.
2: He would have won a lot of games for you without COVID. <laughs>
1: yeah. I guess that's how it goes. That's gonna be the that's gonna be for a lot of guys across college football this year as we're gonna say that that guy would have won a lot of games for you know, insert the team here.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate, but that's the reality of the world in which we live in. So we see the emergence of Ty Jordan and I don't know why I think it's remarkable because I've seen it a hundred times now, but I'm trying not to get too crazy on this young kid here. But when you're running like he is at average in seven yards a carry and you're a first-year freshman in your third or fourth game – I wanna jump ahead and I try to pride myself into <laughs> not being outrageous, but I want to jump ahead and anoint him, the best running back that they've ever had, and it seems ridiculous to say it because it's just been based on two or three games, but man, this kid looks awesome. He he is
1: a he's a different kind of talent, that's for sure. And you know, if you take what we're talking about in, in, in Jake Bentley, and this is, this is not, not, not a knock against Jake Bentley at all. I mean, I'm, this is, this is, I'm a fan of his, of Bentley, and, and what he's able to do for Utah. Um, and so I don't want people to take it that way. But, but when, when Jordan steps on the field, and when Jordan takes possession of the football, there's not a sense of anybody, I don't think, that a, a question about what he's going to accomplish like he, he takes the football and there's full confidence that he, there, there's something positive is going to happen. And, and that's why in a third and five situation where typically you're third and six, you'd think, well, I'm, I'm, I might just throw the ball. Well, no, you, you're going to give the ball to Ty Jordan because he, he gives the confidence. He not only plays with the confidence, but he projects that confidence onto everybody else that he's going to be able to make a play. And so there's a there's you know kind of a little bit of a difference in in the way that, that those two guys Bentley versus Jordan approach the the game is Jordan has this has uh, a, a unique ability um, to to make a play when a play needs to be made to play with confidence even at this even at this young age, he plays like, you know, he plays like an upperclassman. There's no question about it. So I don't know about an uh, anointing him the best in the history of Utah football. We'd have to go across that list. And several names come to mind in guys that, that uh, played in difficult, under difficult circumstances. Um, And Devontae Booker certainly comes to mind as one of the very best in my mind. And, and of course, uh, Zach Moss is one of the very best in my mind. And and I think that the way that he's performed in the last few games, that Ty Jordan could certainly put himself in that conversation. He's an extreme talent.
0: I think the best thing you can say about him so far, because to say that he's the, the best ever, well, you got to do it game after game. you got to bring the consistency. And you can't say he's done it until he's actually done it. So we have to let him get 10, 15, 20, 25 games into a career. But what we can say is that a lot of us in the media, in the fan base, watched his first game. He carried the ball seven times and lots of us thought he needs to get the ball more than that. And we haven't watched the hours and hours of video. We're not a trained eye like a coach who's just watched so many recruits and so much game film. But Frank, in seven carries, I figured it out. PK figured it out. Jake figured it out. You figured it out. Lots of people listening figured it out. Well, that kid needs the ball more. In seven carries. That's pretty impressive by him.
1: Well, yeah, no, no question about it. That's what I mean about Um, the the confidence that he plays with and that he projects onto everybody else. It was evident. It was clear. (laughs) A few carries into the game that he played at a different speed. And some guys just do that. It's really, sometimes it's hard to put your thumb on it. Like, why is this guy better? Why does he do that better? Why do you think he's, and, and, there's not necessarily uh, like a discernible thing when you look at a guy physically or whatever, but, but there is a, there's a sense, there's a feeling uh, when a guy is different and that's how I would describe Jordan. He's just different. And and if you put him up against the other backs that are in the, in the backfield for Utah right now, who I think are extremely talented I mean, I think Utah probably would have had success with any one of those guys, but when when the when the lights go on and you put on the you know strap on the chin strap, it's just different when he has the ball in his hands, and I think that's the
2: the only way I could describe it. So, Kyle said on his uh, Zoom meetings this week that Cam Rising is going to not be available, most likely, for spring ball. And Bentley, if he leaves, obviously wouldn't be available. Lisk is a senior, so he's out the door. So they could have a freshman who's going to join the program in uh, next month, I guess, if that follows through as far as spring ball goes. That, that would be outrageous to think about that, and hopefully we get to have spring ball. I mean, that's a, a question I get it. But how much do you think that that makes you nervous about the quarterbacking situation going forward? Yeah,
1: that doesn't. I that certainly doesn't give me a lot of confidence in in that position group. Which you know, as as much as as DJ and I will argue about whether or not Utah has to have a superstar quarterback, um, they they still have to have a you know kind of a a star (laughs) at quarterback i you know i don't think he needs necessarily to be the star of the team but he kind of needs to be a star within the team and that's just you know that's hard uh for for a freshman and we've seen it happen before so it's not unheard of but it it would put utah in a in, in a difficult under difficult circumstances if if that were to occur now you know, you look at the guy and you watch him on tape and, and it looks like he has all of the tools. Um, the athleticism, the ability to throw the ball downfield. looks like he makes good decisions with the football and certainly good size. So everything, everything is there. And, you know, and he's a guy that would probably benefit from a powerful Utah running game and maybe he wouldn't be Called on as much early on in his career to to make things happen, but it does make that that quarterback group um, uh, a little questionable for Utah coming into in into spring, and so we'll have to see. We'll, we'll just have to see how that unfolds. It's just one of the, you know. I look across this recruiting class for Utah, and they get the good you know they get the good quarterback, and I might I might lean on you know what DJ says about this group a little bit more than I have in the past is it, it, it never feels quite like that position group is solidified in terms of depth for, for the youth. Um, and I, as, as probably the most important position group on the field, I, I, it just feels like there, maybe there could be a little more uh, focus on, on build, you know, keeping that group intact on a regular basis. So I, I don't know, DJ, if, if, if that falls in line with what you're thinking about that, but it feels a, a little thin at this point going out of this season and heading into spring.
0: A little thin is a good line. I like the way you phrased that. A, a, little, <laughs> a little thin. Hey, because you call the high school games, um, you've seen a lot of high school players in person. And projecting high school kids to the next level is hard. Coaches say, hey, if you hit on two out of three recruits, you're, I mean, the guys who do it full time are hoping to hit on two out of three. But having said yeah. that, having seen a lot of players and having seen a lot of the playoff games where the best teams and the best players are going head-to-head, are there a couple guys in, the local, in this local recruiting class you are really confident about projecting success for them when they get to the next level and start playing college ball?
1: Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's several guys around. There's, there's a lot of talent in the state um and there's a lot of college football talent in the state so i don't know if that necessarily translates into like power 5 type of talent but but there's a lot of guys that could could have collegiate football careers in the state and for one reason or another you know maybe mostly kind of size related issues won't won't ever necessarily make it to the to the big the big programs but I think about um, I think about guys like uh, you, you, you know the Handley, Darren Handley. Um, his his son played tight end at Utah, great size. He had a son at Corner Canyon, who's a very good wide receiver, but <laughs> he was the he was the runt of the litter. He just didn't get any of the size. Um, so I don't know if he tra- his his size wise translates into power five football, but he should play somewhere. Like that's a guy that could. That should go out and find a spot on a roster because he'd be productive. Uh, outside of that, there's there's a lot of other talent. The quarterback at uh, Corner Canyon is a guy that is is highly recruited and should be should be highly recruited. I think he steps on lots of different Pac-12 programs um, right now and has a chance to to compete for a job. Uh, I think he's super talented kid at east high school defensive offensive lineman east high school he's a guy that's going to make it make a difference uh at at the next level big time college football player temp view has uh, a few guys on the defensive side um uh
0: raider just
1: just i was going to say raider was is fantastically talented they have a defensive end as well logan fano that's That's very – yep, you got all the guys that are all very, very talented. Um, The offensive lineman at – I think he's an interesting one. The offensive lineman, Light, at uh, Corner Canyon, who is an Oregon commit. And after every Corner Canyon game, uh, within 30 seconds of the game ending, he was in complete Oregon gear. (laughs) He was just out of his Corner Canyon gear and put his Oregon gear on. So he's going to be – uh, he, he's going to be a good one. Uh, Lone Peak had some, Lone Peak had some talent. Orem, uh, has, has some talent, uh, offensive lineman. I think the offensive lineman is actually committed to Oregon as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a couple, couple of good guys there. A- anyway, um, there's a, there's a kid, uh, you know, there's a, there's another Barton at, uh, at, uh, Brighton High School that should be, uh, he he's just a junior though. Yeah. And and that's a guy that's going to that's going to, to make a difference. I don't know if you guys remember way back when Mike Edwards played baseball at Utah. He played a little bit of football at Utah, played baseball at Utah. He has a kid um at Brighton High School. He doesn't necessarily fit in the power five discussion, but that's a guy that should go on and, and play college football some somewhere. Should have a nice career and in college college football one of the uh you know the the kyle brennan who's at the in the administration at utah his son played at highland and he just committed to to the utes and we'll see how he um i think he's talented he's going to have to work super hard to get on the field but should have a should have a chance to play a little ball at utah so yeah i look across the state i'm not saying it's texas or you know california florida or anything like that but but there is a lot. There is a lot of football talent in in the state of Utah.
0: Frank, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks for checking in with us.
1: Man, anytime. Uh, I love to do it. I'm I'm sort of sad. It's a shortened season because I think we're our my time with you guys is going to get cut short this year. But love to do it. Love to catch up with you guys.